Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. And we are back for another episode of fifth season. We missed we missed a week. Dan, we had we had a busy travel schedule, both of us. So we missed a week. And I apologize for that. I know you guys are really keeping up with us every time we uh, release and not not backfilling our episodes, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated all of the tweets concerned about us and our well-being. So yeah. keep them coming, guys. So many. So many of them. Okay. I've got a little intro for us. If listeners, you know the drill. If you want to jump straight to the book, skip a few minutes. We'll 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 put the time that you can that you want to skip in the description. Okay. All right. Here's my it's a it's a I guess it's a rant. So I'm moving soon and we've been apartment shopping a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've done this recently, but I have qualms with people that design apartments. Oh. Because it's so easy in my mind. Okay? Okay. His apartments have let's say let's say I'm looking for a, a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Okay. What I need is one room that has enough room for a bed and a dresser. Okay. One room that's kind of a living room. I honestly don't care how big it is. <laughs> And one one room that's a bathroom, again, not not super important. Like every most bathrooms in apartment buildings are the same. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But the kitchen, okay? Ninety five percent of these kitchens are from like nineteen forty. What are we what are we doing? So they you're saying you're walking in there there's an ice box and a wood stove. <laughs> there's there's two cubic feet of of uh, counter space, a digital oven, or not a digital oven, a uh, analog oven or whatever it's called, no microwave. It's like, make the living room a little bit smaller and give me a full kitchen. That's like, everything else is just an empty room. The, the kitchen is the only thing that needs something well and they you're the toilet okay let's not forget the toilet right okay the but the bathrooms are always like it has a toilet a shower and a sink that's fine yeah and the bathrooms can be cramped but when the kitchen is the same size as the bathroom you have a problem the bathroom the only maneuvering you need to do is be able to brush your teeth if your arm can kind of move back and forth by your face you got enough room in the bathroom Right. The kitchen? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's <sighs> There's such a huge difference between an apartment with a nice kitchen and an apartment without a nice kitchen. There's barely any difference between an apartment with a large bedroom and a smaller bedroom. Uh just absolutely. just spend some effort on the freaking kitchen, okay? Here's here's what I think we need. I think we need a revolution. Here's the revolution. No more do we market apartments based on square footage. I don't give a fuck. We market apartments based on kitchen size. Yes, this is important. That's that's the top metric all apartments from now on. Kitchen size. Or you know? or at least have that as a filter option. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Also, who doesn't... Why are we not doing over-the-range microwaves in some of these places? This is an obvious space-saving technology we've invented. Like, I have to take up half of my counter because you didn't want to put a microwave above the... Like, that's... This is really specific, but it's what I'm going through right now, and it's tough. Luke, I get it. I'm there with you. (laughs) Have on a related note, have you ever met somebody that doesn't have a microwave? Ooh, not in a while. Not that I can remember. Yeah, I've met somebody recently, and it was an instant red flag, and I don't know why. 
<laughs> That's wild. But you walk in and you're like, hey, I just need to heat this up real quick. And they're like, oh, turn the oven on. What? <laughs> they're like, oh, do you have 15 minutes? Yeah, I also have a Tupperware. I'm not going to melt a Tupperware in your oven. <laughs> Where's your magic wave box? Yeah, that is weird. I haven't. Yeah. The other thing about it, too, is that it was like on principle. It wasn't like they didn't have the funds for a microwave. I mean, the microwave I have at my house right now was $15. Okay. So right. most like you can usually find a microwave. They like chose specifically to not own a microwave. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, something's wrong. Something's off there. Did they, did they, al- did they also not vaccinate? Yeah, they used crystals. I think the microwaves <laughs> probably threw off the crystal energy that was in the house. <laughs> probably. So, and I mean, I felt it. So it was doing something. It must have been magical in there. <laughs> okay. Speaking of magical. Yeah. Let's get to the fifth season. Okay. You know, this is a very different kind of magical world as we've as we've seen so far, you know? As we mentioned in the last episode, this is no Harry Potter. True. But, okay, let's just tell people where we are. We have finished Chapter 17. Yes. So we, we're, we'll, we're talking through Chapter 17 on this episode. Buckle in. Buckle up? Buck, yeah, either one. Buckle down. Okay. Oh, get, wait, hold on. Can you say buckle in any almost any direction and it works? I mean, buckle north. Is it just up? Okay. You can say mind. buckle up okay. and buckle down and they mean kind of the same thing yeah okay let's 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 keep it rolling let's get buckled so let's be like the pilgrims at plymouth rock and get freaking buckled you know because <laughs> they all had buckles oh yeah even on their hats okay <laughs> so first thing that i have is we we know why people treat origins in this world super poorly mm-hmm but I still think it's a little wild that there are people that are capable of killing thousands of people by getting mad. <laughs> like they can get mad and lose it and kill thousands of people. Yeah. And everyone's just openly hostile to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. The fact that you would that you would look twice at one and glare what dude you know what they can do right yeah i'm giving these guys gifts every time i see them hey you want to you want half of my chocolate bar (laughs) that's what i would be doing (laughs) especially can we talk about how bold this lieutenant governor is in the city that they go to do this work for this is I, the I think it's I think she's deputy governor. Deputy governor or something. But she, she's like a minor bureaucrat. And I think this is the epitome of what you're talking about where she is actively hostile and offensive to the origins and she knows how powerful they are. She knows that there's a 10 ringer with them who's got no guardian anywhere. <laughs> And, okay, I want to talk about this a little bit more later. Let's not cover it yet. But they're also paying them so much money. (laughs) And she's just a complete (laughs) asshole to them. It's just, it's just bold. Oh, actually. I mean, because they're either dumb or they're super bold. Like, or this is a freaking power play. That they have no powers. They rely on these people so much to protect all their cities. And still, they're like, yeah, we know who's on top, though. It's us. You guys work for us. I mean... That's a power play, Luke. If I've ever seen a power play. Fair. Yeah, and I guess it has. it seems to be... You. It seems to usually work that way. <laughs> because... Alabaster is very uncommon, I think. Yeah. And so it was surprising 
that he stood up for himself, essentially. Right, exactly. Well, and if you think about the alternative, the alternative is the origins run everything, which is kind of what Alabaster is trying to get everybody to. But that original story that we heard from Demaya and her guardian with the origin who threatened to destroy the city unless they gave him what he wanted, that's kind of the alternative. If they aren't right. if they aren't complete assholes to the origins, then you could have an origin that just runs everything, just runs all the shit because yeah. they they can. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a you 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 have to kind of hate the the I guess they're called stills, at least the ones that are mean to origins. Yeah. Because we're getting the perspective of origins and it's like you guys are being super racist or something and but when you but then the alternative is like what you said so it's hard to weigh those two well i now that i I mentioned it though there is a third option in that story that demaya heard there's only one origin but we've already seen an origin basically try and create a volcanic eruption and alabaster and cyanite stop it. And so if there's one rogue origin, the other origins can kind of look after it. And that's kind of what happens at the fulcrum as well. Most of that is handled by the other origins until the guardians kind of get in there. But origins right. can seemingly self-regulate. Right. So maybe maybe we should be nice to them. You know? I mean, okay, we definitely should. <laughs> yeah. The fact that the origins aren't more pissed off is astounding. These people are these people are pretty nice, if we're being fair. <laughs> in the, especially in their conversations with each other, they're never they're never talking about how they hate everyone else. Ex- okay, Alabaster and cyanite talk about that a little bit but it's more about the system being really messed up right but everyone's a dick to these people we will see so we just got to the point where they're on this island and i think the last scene we see with them is that they just learned that the origins run this island so we'll get to see how that has turned out yeah but yeah, I mean, I, I okay. Anyway, let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move us on to a different topic. So, alabaster gets poisoned. Yes. Did you? So the the poison is just is just old vegetables, but it's horrible poison. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay, essentially, it seems like. These are canned vegetables, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very hard to tell the difference. There's just there's just a slight buckle in the lid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but those vegetables, if any of them is consumed, the person is paralyzed and dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. You're not eating vegetables if that's the risk you're taking. I'm not going, I'm not eating food anywhere because, <laughs> okay, well, so she on. says, she says that it's, I think when she's saying that they were probably purposely, purposefully poisoned mm-hmm. because these chefs should be trained properly to notice that. Yeah. You're putting your life in the hands of some chef that hopefully sees the buckle in the lid Every time you go out to eat anywhere. Yeah, Luke. It's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, okay. They definitely don't go out to eat very much. Most of their meals right. are prepared at the fulcrum. And it's not like us. We're on a Saturday night. Oh, hey, let's try let's try something fancy. True. It's a luxury. And so imagine like Gordon Ramsay is gonna see that buckled lid. And he's going to yell at some some fucking strong back. Hey, get your ass over here. 
<laughs> Do you see the buckle? I guess... Get out of I my guess... sight! <laughs> okay, but I'm... Pick- so, the times when these people eat somewhere that they have not prepared their own food is when they're staying at an inn or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... I assume that not all of these inns are super high quality. Uh, yeah, probably. So, not. sure, some of them are uh, two star Michelin restaurants. You're like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine eating. They're going to recognize that. Yeah. But if there's a Waffle House inn, I'm not eating. I'm not. I'm going to die horribly. <laughs> okay, I just thought of. I just thought of two solutions to this problem, Luke. The first is, if they're at they're at the fanciest hotel in this whole place, why are they eating canned vegetables? <laughs> yeah, get some fresh vegetables. This is a that's your that's your first indication that something is very wrong with your meal when they're bringing you know, out the canned point. green beans. Hmm, maybe not. <laughs> I I've also found a solution to this problem. We are introduced to it. In, I think, the first chapter, there is a magic liquid that will tell you if something has been poisoned. Everything comes with it. You just take, okay. you dip your finger in anything you want to eat, dip it in your safe. Oh, the safe turned black. Nope, we're not eating this. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Because they use safe as a, just a beverage, but it tastes horrible. And nobody likes it. Safe is an indicator. Safe is not a drink. Safe is like a litmus test. Right. Everyone should have a little vial of safe. It's like I carry hand sanitizer around with me when I'm traveling. Get oh. yourself a little hip flask of safe. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll look as cool as you, Luke. Yeah. With your hand sanitizer. <laughs> The sad thing is I don't actually carry hand sanitizer, but I wanted to sound like I was a clean person. So No, that's absurd. Don't do that. <laughs> but, but okay, you don't even... This is beside the point. You don't need to carry it around with you. When your meal comes, every meal comes with it. That's the trust. Okay, yeah, fair point. You know? Okay. Let's talk about... Something that, of course, we're going to talk about because, okay, if you've listened to the show and you don't think we're going to talk about the otter dog things, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) Right. This is right in our wheelhouse. Okay. Can we just talk about when the, I think they're called Kirkuza? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. When the Kirkuza were first introduced, I was so hype. I was over the moon for these cool, like, long dogs. Like a dachshund, but cool. Not like how our dachshunds actually are, where it's just kind of sad. Okay, I'm with you there on that one. And I'm sorry, listeners that like dachshunds. Very funny to put them in a costume with hot dog buns on either side. Great. Great joke. Love it. But once you take that costume off, you still have that dog. <laughs> so. I mean, okay. all dogs are beautiful creatures. All dogs are beautiful, beautiful creatures in this world and deserve love and affection. It's just some dogs look absurd and you have to own it. Yeah, fair point. Okay. Let's like, stop eliminating... Like I, like, I always thought it was a joke when people got dachshunds. I always thought they would be like, oh, we got dachshunds for the weekend, and then we're going to take it back, you know? Not yeah, like, that's not like I, my real dog. My real dog's over here, but I also have these dachshunds running around. This goes to how I've often been amazed at how different certain people's preferences are. With, you know? with dogs, it's incredibly clear. Yeah. Because if... Getting a dog is a huge decision. Mm-hmm. And getting the right dog is often a pretty big decision. You're going to the, you're going to the humane society. Mm-hmm. You know, you might go a couple times. There's not a dog that you want. 
Right. There isn't like a dog that locked eyes with locked eyes with you, and you just right. understood their soul. It's, it's, and I'm not, I'm not judging people. I'm just saying it's amazing to me how different people's preferences are, because I can't imagine going to a shelter, being like, mm, "There's no dachshunds here today. Let's come back tomorrow." And then, and then when you get there one time and there is one, getting hyped. Yeah. See, I can't imagine going to a shelter, seeing any other dog, and then seeing a dachshund and saying, oh, finally, that's the dog. I've been looking for a dog and I found one. There's the dog. (laughs) Yeah, this is. And again, no, like, that's fine. These are Luke and my preferences. Yeah, I have preferences. I do the same thing with people's shoes. Sometimes I'll, you know, and I'm sure people do the same thing with me. You know, sometimes I'll see somebody with some shoes. I'm like, you went out and bought those for $80. Right. And it blows my mind. Right. Meanwhile, Luke's rocking around with Crocs that he has hot glued googly eyes onto. We all have our different preferences. They look fantastic. Yeah, like I said, we all have our different preferences. Okay, but let's get back to the Kirkuza. We go from incredibly hype to, oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no, 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 no. Within three sentences. Right. Because the risk you take when you get a Kirkuza is that the worst day of your entire life gets amplified by like 50 right so you've got you've got this pet that you love i don't know how long they live i'm gonna say it's similar to a dog yeah yeah you've got you've got essentially this pet that you love for let's say you've had it for eight years rufus all of a sudden rufus (laughs) all of a sudden there's a season your whole life is pretty much over and now rufus is your mortal enemy Rufus is like a kid. Rufus grew up with your kids. They're like six. Volcanic ash starts pouring from the sky. And you look over at Rufus. You give him a little (laughs) side eye and Rufus gives you a little side eye. It's kill or be killed. And then he takes a chomp out of your son's arm. (laughs) And then, I mean, there's no way your son's making it after that. you kidding me? No, he doesn't deserve to. (laughs) Oh! Oh! (laughs) Okay. Okay. Whoa, that's some okay. heat, Luke. Let's take a step back. Whoa, that caught me by surprise. I'm loving it. <laughs> I don't have kids, if you can't tell. Um, Luke also doesn't have dogs, if you can't tell. So no, not yet. No, not currently. Soon, but yeah, this is a good point. And this is does it does it explain why that happens? It says they eat. They start eating some of the ash. Okay. And it's as if something in their biology switches. Okay. And and that, I mean, that makes sense because they have to survive a season. And so they do that in this crazy way. But right, what... they've evolved to essentially have this something that switches. Right, right. Which also makes sense because during a season, all your plant life is going to die. So they start eating meat. Because that's what there is. But that freaking risk. So big. Yeah. All of a sudden... Okay, now... We might be changing... Changing our tune a little bit. Because... So... If I'm going looking for a dog... I want... You know, a big, cool dog. If there's a possibility... That there's a season and this dog turns on me... I might be I I might be picking the dachshund. You know, those pugs are starting to look real good at that point. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing a 180 here. Yeah, you're not going to go you're not going to look for the freaking direwolf in the kennel, something that you could ride into battle if there's the slightest chance that it turns around and is now your mortal enemy. No. <laughs> your those chihuahuas are looking pretty nice. Pugs are looking God, pretty good. It would be hard for me to get a chihuahua. But I get, yeah. I feel like they could have had a teacup version of this animal by now, right? How long did it take us to get a teacup pug? Like 30 years? 
I, I, I don't know if that number checks out, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a teacup anything at this point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Demaya. Yes. Let me start off by just asking you, what? It, they have uniforms. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like, that's normal. Yeah. Would you... What are your thoughts on a uniform? Uh, so my... my I never had uniforms in school. Mm-hmm. But... And I feel like my first inclination is I don't want a uniform. That sounds terrible. Okay. But I thought about it a little bit more. And it kind of sounds nice. I'd love it. I As, Okay. Assuming so that this uniform is semi-comfortable... And doesn't look horrible. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be kind of nice. I'm really into it for a lot of reasons. Before we get into this, though, we should say they're like prisoners, so it's not really like they chose to wear this uniform, right? But that aside, here's why a uniform would be freaking great. First reason: you never have to pick what you're gonna wear. Okay, yeah, that's the main one that I'm thinking. So nice. And it's fine because you can wear the same thing every day because everybody's wearing the same thing every day. It's not like they look down on you because you choose to wear a white t-shirt four out of seven days of the week. No, everybody wears a white t-shirt four out of seven days of the week. Okay? It's cool. (laughs) It's really cool. Sure, sure. Second reason is if I have a uniform, it's probably... Somebody's probably put some thought into it. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is my... Because if it's a garbage uniform, I don't want a uniform. No. But I, I'm i assuming that they're picking... It's not that hard to, to make a good uniform. Right. So I'm assuming a good uniform. Right. It probably is versatile. It probably looks decent. And it's probably fairly comfortable. That's it. That's what I want in clothing. If I could have a uniform every day for my life, I would do that so quick. Yeah. Uh, I think this is how we descend into like one of those. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like futuristic worlds where everyone's the same. And. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Probably, but like well, I you welcome know what? that. It. Sounds nice. Bring it on. <laughs> Give it to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess, so. Alternatively, you could just have some people that choose to wear the uniform, and then everybody mm-hmm. else they can do whatever. Like you don't have to wear the uniform if you don't want. But there's a subgroup of people that just wear the uniform because it looks good, and maybe they change it fairly frequently. You know. Like you've got it. Like you've got a spring uniform. Exactly, and it's totally yeah. acceptable for people to just wear the uniform. It's just a normal clothes to wear. They don't have to like think right. about yeah. if these colors match or if it's too warm outside. It's just you know you just put on your uniform. You're walking around uniform. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, and it's basically just like uh, there's a service called Stitch Fix that gets advertised on <laughs> podcasts a lot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that where. People don't really think about it. They just have somebody else send them a uniform and they just kind of wear that. <laughs> and like, that sounds pretty nice. Yeah. So, Stitch Fix. <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us up. There's your free, there's your free ad. You're basically, you're basically, you're, you're like the uniform from the fulcrum. Good stuff, Stitch Fix. There's an ad for free. Get at us. <laughs> Come out with a line of uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, give me give me some nice trousers and an overcoat that's like like kind of see i'm picturing their fulcrum uniform is like all black it's kind of badass a little bit were you picturing like jedi because i was picturing like what the jedis wear and i i don't think that was coming from any exact word or series of words in the book I just want everyone to be dressed like Jedi's with those like wraps of clothes and stuff. Not okay. not big robes. I'm talking when the Jedi's like take their robes off and a lot, it's a lot of wraps. Okay, sure, sure. That that's what I was picturing. Very 
That's probably not what was in there, but. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But, okay, Demaya. It's, it, yes. We got her name wrong a thousand times last episode, but I think it's Demaya. She keeps having these sections that start off normal and then turn into crazy town. I think we get two sections with her, in, or two chapters with her in this section. The first one is, you know, she's starting off her classes and that kind of thing. You know, she's kind of a loner. She starts to get bullied, tries to stand up for herself. And then we find out that this... Basically, okay, what happens is that one dude steals shoes, one girl steals alcohol... We get some weird thing about, like, pedophilia that's not fully explored. But I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. And then... <laughs> what? Okay, what I wrote down here is basically what the punishments for them were. Because Demaya seems to be sort of okay with life here for a little while. Yeah. And then this happens and... Crack, I think is her name, is the girl's name, is never seen again. I don't know if she's dead or if they sent her somewhere else. Well, but the thing about that is she knows that someone else got sent to a different fulcrum location. Because the three punishments were one person came back, but I think his hand was broken or he had some injury. Yeah, that's that's who I was going to get to next. Okay, well, hold on. The other person went to a different fulcrum place and crack was never seen again. So, you know, when they send somebody to a different location and they didn't send crack to a different location. Oh, you know what happened to crack. So cracks either dead or she's one of those node, which is worse. Yeah. Cause she like stole alcohol. Right. Which the other and that's horrifying. The other thing is the dude that didn't that didn't steal shoes, you know, but yeah. they frame him. Yeah. Gets both of his hands broken. He comes back and he's just like, "Yep." Or I think I think he comes back into the scene and it just mentioned and both of his hands were broken and that's just what happened. What? I mean, that's how their life works. God. Demaya. That's, that's I, I basically was just like, these these guys are not messing around. No. Because <laughs> the, the thing with these scenes is it always seems normal or semi-normal. Yeah. Until the end when everything turns and it's like, oh, that's a psycho. Yeah. Which this brings us to a little bit later. In Demaya's world, Demaya is like what a kid would be doing in this world, right? She is loving her classes. She's into learning, but she's kind of shy, so she stays away from other people. And there's like little tiffs that she gets into with other people. But the consequences of doing anything wrong are massive. And with this understanding... Demaya goes off and explores places in this fulcrum area that she might not be allowed into, but she's like, ah, I'm curious about this. Are you kidding me? No. No, 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 no. You read a book, dude. Go read a book. Yeah. Because so, I... The parts where she was exploring on her own, it almost seemed like it was encouraged. Or not encouraged, but I think it was, I think she was pretty sure that that was not against the rules. Right. Well, and she does see other people and they don't tell her to stop, but they didn't tell Crack and these other people to stop either. They just broke one of their hands and all this other stuff happened. So it's like, as soon as you step out of line, there will be severe consequences. So that first, right. that very first time. You don't, you're right. So you don't get a warning. Essentially, no, it would saying. be, why are you here? Go see your guardian. Say goodbye to your left hand. <laughs> Which, okay, that happens 
I'm, I, this is at the end of this section. Yeah. But since we're talking about it now. <laughs> same, same kind of thing happens. But she's got, she's got this, this, this still. Yeah. Is what they're called. That's apparently high up in the leadership. Like she's a, the kid of someone important, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she comes in and just wants to do, you know, nonsense exploring that kids do. Yeah, kid stuff. But this is the most... I was frustrated because by this because this seems like the most privileged thing in the world and demaya doesn't know how to really art how to really explain it to her yeah she can't right i was waiting for her to essentially say something along the lines of i'm gonna die (laughs) if i do this with you right she she gets to that one point that kind of that's a little bit less intense but kind of makes I forget the the girl's name, uh, Benoff or something. I think something like that. Yeah, and she goes, she's basically like, you know, I don't, I can't believe no one's asked us where we're going yet, because it could be dangerous. Uh-huh. Demise like, no one cares if we get hurt because, and I think I think she does kind of a little double take, but that's really the only, the only like privilege check that we get for her. It was kind of frustrating for me. Oh, totally. This, I was getting a lot of black child, white child in the segregated South vibes where Mm -hmm. these kids don't, like a white kid doesn't understand that there are dangerous places for a black kid to go. And so they'd be like, come on, let's go do this thing. And the black kid's like, dude, I'll be lynched if I go over there. And the white kid has no idea of these consequences. And there's no way for them to communicate the danger that they're going into they think it's just they're just being kids but like i was getting a ton of those vibes from this scene yeah um and the other thing about this scene that concerned me was it sounds like leadership doesn't really know what happens in fulcrum because she's been taught she's been taught about so much but she doesn't know that the origins will be killed if they step out of line. Because if she knew that, she if she did know that, she's being a pretty big ass. <laughs> right. I So it is said essentially that the fulcrum runs itself. Mhm. And so I think that's true. I can't quite tell if it's the the leadership cast or whatever we're calling them. Mhm doesn't know or just the fact that she's a kid Mm. and just wasn't really taught that yet yeah that that's fair i am getting vibes though that the guardians are the ones in charge and leadership (laughs) is just kind of a front like they let leadership pretend to be in charge but the guardians kind of run things right the other thing i'd like to stay with demaya and i want to go back to this conflict that she had with crack Okay. This is such a common trope in sci-fi and fantasy novels where they're going to school and there's some conflict with a bully that they have to resolve. We get it in, if you've read Ender's Game, um, you've read Ender's Game, but our listeners, if you've read Ender's Game, there's a that's like a huge part of the book. We got it in The Name of the Wind with quoth when he was in school it just seems like such a common trope where the main character is kind of a loner and then they get into a conflict with some powerful bully and the resolution of the conflict is always horrible it's never it's never like oh i taught the bully a lesson and now the bully doesn't bother me anymore or we become friends it's like yeah i basically killed the bully (laughs) and i and i drenched his friends in his blood and that's the resolution to these childhood bullying stories oh man yeah it's never a healthy you never feel good about one of those resolutions no it's never like we came i learned that the bully has had a rough childhood and we talked it out and now we're both gonna work on our issues 
<laughs> it's always like a Linkin Park song where he left him bleeding on the ground or something like that. <laughs> yeah. This one was kind of a... I mean, obviously, this one was a, a little bit of a twist, but you're right. It was it was similar to what I've I've read in the past. Right. But... So, okay, one... One small thing, and this is a a thing that's not really a big part of this book, but so there's there's the the description of Demaya, you know, exploring these small these unused rooms, mm-hmm. and you know she's finding certain things. Some of them are fine. None of them are that interesting, but she finds her. She, I think she finds a room full of books. And we get, you know, a paragraph or two about how cool books are. I think that's pandering. Okay. (laughs) And this isn't, this book isn't that bad about it. Yeah. I don't know if bad is the right term, but this book doesn't do that that much. But a lot of other books will be like, you know, the main character finds, describes their love for books. It's like, really? Like. I, they're like the main character would get lost in a fantasy world of books where they would just <laughs> sit there for hours. Right. And me as the as the reader who does the same thing is like, oh, see, I am cool. I'm just like this cool main character. I'm doing that, I, too. <laughs> I I don't have I, I OK, to be fair, I don't really have any issues with that. I just think we need to call it out for pandering. I don't know. I think it's fine. You know what? Book, <laughs> I, okay, let me. Books to be clear, are cool, guys. I do too. I get. I whenever I have a scene like that, I'm like, I I like this main character, but I just want us to acknowledge that we're being manipulated. Yeah, I mean that's the whole book, Luke. The whole book is the author like, how can I get them to feel this way? <laughs> right. So I'm okay with it. I signed up for it, essentially. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Just really quick, the ending of this section of Demaya <laughs> follows the same theme that we've had before. She's doing this exploring like normal children, and then she gets caught by the guardians, and the guardian, one guardian rips the other's spinal cord out. Yeah, they have like a Matrix moment where they pull the socket out of the back of their head. Oh, <laughs> One thing that I thought was interesting about this is that the same way that we see people viewing the origins as not human almost, one thing that I thought was interesting is that the Guardians almost seem to think think of themselves that way as well. Because he does this to this Guardian and they're just kind of like, oh, gross or something like that. Yeah. And just clean her up. Yeah. Well, and I thought that was interesting that the guardians also, even though they're the kind of the power behind this, also almost see themselves as subhuman. Yeah, to me, it seems like at least the vibe I'm starting to get is they're almost conduits, like they're worker bees for some larger hive intelligence. Is what I'm starting to get out of it, mm. and I think that's what's like. There's like a communicate, like that's the communicating that's happening is that little socket thing and it's like giving them instruction. Like I think the guardians are some sort of worker bees for this pit that we found. That's just a little theory. That's just a little theory for you. Just throw it out there. While we're talking about theories though, dude, I'm, (laughs) I'm so freaking right. So the last episode, (laughs) I assumed that the Demaya and the mother who is not actually called Demaya, and we do get her name. I assume that they were the same person because I, I thought it was clear. I thought there was a, t- a link tying them early on. There wasn't. There is not a right. definitive link tying any of these characters together early on. Something that I I was so close to saying in the last episode but didn't get to, after you pointed out that Cyanite isn't the person with Alabaster or whoever caused this big cataclysm to happen... I was thinking, oh, then all these characters are probably the same. We're getting different time periods of the same character's life. And I didn't get it on tape. It's not on the record. So I <laughs> can't get that swoosh. 
<laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, you pulled off that reference. All right. But I think they're all it's all the same person. Yeah. I'm I'm fairly confident I was still right. We haven't had the explicit evidence yet that I was still right, but I am so sure that this is all the same character. It's just separated I, by time. Yeah, so okay, I am too. And let me just tell the listeners what happened off stage for us was that after last week when Dan assumed that Demaya and the mother were the same character and when I didn't realize it at first, Dan had second thoughts or Dan second guessed himself and went back and checked the name and saw that it was the different name and texted me and was like, oh, never mind. I was wrong. And then halfway through was reading, we text again, and Dan, I mean, okay, you saved it so that we could do it on the show, but I could tell you were pretty hyped about getting it right. I am so hyped right now. The other thing is, it gives us a couple of hints early on in this section, where I think the first one is, Cyanide is remembering a the smell of some blanket mm-hmm. it's like oh that was demaya yep and then there's another one where she's i think remembering the feeling of her hand being broken there's a couple like that that are that are pretty obvious i think yeah there's so there's also the reason why i'm still confident that these are all the same person is because there's also allusions to the fact that the mother who i think her name is Anon or enon something like this but the mother the oldest person in this timeline was called different things at one point she says she went by different names before whatever was convenient for her and so at some point she's been called other things like cyanide or demaya also we get these scenes of demaya sobbing uncontrollably with her guardian and this is how we are introduced to the mother is she is sobbing uncontrollably because her kid died. So I I think, I don't know if we're going to get an explicit link to all of these three, but I think now we're pretty sure that we're just separated by time, but it's we're following this one woman's life. Right. So, okay, so we do have an explicit link between Demaya and Cyanide. Yes. I I think it would be really weird if they weren't also the mother. Yes. I think, like, so I think we can... We can pretty much say that they. I think that's pretty safe. Yeah, which is why I'm. It would be, which it, is why I'm it saying would be bizarre I, if we got to the end of this book and it was like <laughs> this is a, and this was a random lady. Yeah, right. Which is why I'm saying I don't know if there will be an explicit cyanite changed her name to this uh-huh. because maybe we're we're supposed to assume oh because there's this link then yes this link is also what we're reading. So like I said, yeah. there might not be an explicit link, but I think we're pretty safe to assume this is all the same person. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so we, we, okay, we we haven't talked much about the cyanite uh, storyline, I guess. Yet. Yeah, yeah. But so they go to I think the city is Aaliyah, Aaliyah, something yep. like that. And we we so we kind of talked about this on the last episode. Her mission is essentially to clear out that coral. How coral? I don't know much about coral. I'll admit that. But this city, or com, is, I don't know how much to estimate that they're paying them, but there's one line where they say that they're essentially going to still be paying for this in a hundred years. Yeah. Is it really hard to to get rid of coral without magic? I mean, we did. I mean, ta- we, okay, we did the global warming thing last episode. <laughs> no. Well, okay, Luke, if the coral is deep underwater, you can't, you can't access it. You have to put somebody in like a diving suit. Right. And they probably don't have that kind of tech. Okay, fair. So it might be perfectly inaccessible. But if they're still paying in a hundred years, just move. (laughs) Or... Pay a bunch of strongbacks to dig a new harbor. Yeah. 
Wait, can you do that? Yeah, that would work. Would that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Maybe. know if that would work. <laughs> There's got to be another solution, though, that's not, we're going to be paying for this 100 years from now. This is also, Cyanite essentially says that this is pretty routine work for them. Mm-hmm. That it's not that big of a deal. Right. How much money are these guys raking in? Got to be a lot. This is why I'm saying the Guardians run things, because that money is definitely going to the Guardians. Right. I mean, it doesn't seem like, well, I don't know if we get mention of this, whether or not the the origins in the Fulcrum are getting a salary or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're getting, you know, they have a place to live and food and that kind of thing. They don't necessarily pay these people for their labor, but, you know, they give them a place to sleep and <laughs> clothes on their back and food. So it's pretty good for them, right? <laughs> yeah. That's never been bad. <laughs> okay, but back to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. This is a world that has frequent geological shifts. Aaliyah is built in a caldera of a volcano and they know this this is not unknown to them you're freaking asking for it (laughs) yeah why would anyone live there they know they know stuff like this happens all the time and you're on a volcano i think just yeah justify the justify this for me luke I, so it seems to me that a I'm not I don't know if so they have ways to tell how active a volcano is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they say anything about this or not, but I, maybe this is a like, clearly dormant area or something like that. The, but I don't I don't know if that's the best argument. Mm-hmm. The other argument I would say is that if something happens or so things happen everywhere really often yeah and if something big happens everyone's going down essentially so my thoughts on this are that just everywhere is as dangerous (laughs) so it's like who cares you know if if i'm gonna if i'm gonna choose between a dangerous like city out in the middle of nowhere or a dangerous port city. I might choose the port city. Also, if I have to choose between burning up in a fiery disaster or getting eaten by a carcuza, <laughs> I'd probably take the burning up instantly in a fiery disaster and then not have to deal with whatever comes after. Because... The scene where, oh, the mother's name is like E, Essen. Okay, so Essen is having a conversation with another origin at the end of this section. And they're estimating how long this fifth season is going to last. And they come up with centuries. How depressing is that? That sucks. That sucks so much. Yeah. If your if your fifth season lasts centuries, you're never seeing the sun. Your right. life is right. your life from here on out is so bad and it will never get better. I think they I think they say centuries was conservative. Like I think they were saying at least a thousand years. But one century is enough. If they said one century, I would think okay, well this sucks. This is right. this you're is going to be my life now forever. Right. That's so bad. I mean, okay, let's say let's say it's a thousand years. Mm-hmm. What was happening a thousand years ago? <laughs> and let's say the sun didn't like you couldn't see the sun from then to now. Okay, my other question is this whole I think this whole continent is essentially going under for this, right? Mm-hmm. 
And it's kind of implied that there will be people that survive. Mm-hmm. How? Okay. Because... So we, we get kind of an answer at the end. Because these pirates, which... Uh, they sound so sweet. Why isn't everybody just being pirates? They sound like they're right, my... living the dream. Right. But the pirates are able to eat the fish. Oh, okay. That's good. That's a good point. Fish so, are not really hurt. So, yes. There's going to be no agriculture. The people who don't have access to fish, dead. For sure, they're going to be gone. You're going to run out of your reserves. Don't. Yeah, you're you're over. Unless they have mushrooms. Unless they have mushrooms. <laughs> but. <laughs> a steady diet of only mushrooms. Just mushrooms. So, the if if a season lasts a thousand years, these pirates could then recolonize the land over time. So maybe there's no record of the fact that the people had to come from the ocean again to recolonize. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're they'll come from the ocean. That'll be okay. Okay, that's fair. God, imagine being. I don't really like seafood. <laughs> So it would suck. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying is when you come to the realization that the fifth season is going to last hundreds of years, oh, that's just think of how bad that would be. Just really take a minute and let that hit you of how bad that is going to be. Like, I, I hate it when winter lasts more than five months. Right. When it's cold and cloudy outside for more than five months. I start thinking, hmm, the, the <laughs> South's starting to sound pretty good right now. Right. Me, Dan and I both live in the North. Yeah. And winters only last for for five months or so. I mean, that seems like a long time, but yeah, that's not a thousand years. <laughs> no, but I get three months into it and I'm thinking a vacation sounded pretty good right now. An extended <laughs> long-term vacation is sounding really good right now. Right. I took it. So my trip last week was to D.C. Mm. It was like 80 degrees and sunny. <sighs> Beautiful. Had I been in Wisconsin, it snowed. <laughs> yeah. It. This is OK. This, this took a weird turn. But <laughs> point is, <laughs> point is, it sucks. It sucks so bad. I just want us to yeah. all appreciate how much this is going to suck. But these people still keep doing it. These people are like, yeah, we keep going. Wait, let's so have kids. Optimism. <laughs> I'm not saying that they should. Obviously, I'm not ad... I'm not going to advocate for them to prematurely end their lives. But they're still choosing to have kids. They're still saying, yeah, I'd like a kid to experience this. When I'm in the middle of winter, I'm like, no one should have to deal with this. No one. <laughs> fair okay let's briefly well i don't we don't have to do it briefly i don't know why i always say that (laughs) the pirate guys yeah we don't get a ton on them yet Mm -mm. all i've gotten is that they've been pirates for a long time definitely i think that says that they've been there for at least five seasons Mm -hmm. and it doesn't i don't know if we have quite an idea on how far apart the average season is but i think it's a pretty good while right well because the current government has lasted i think three seasons yeah yeah i think that's true something like that Mm -hmm. well at least we know that these pirates have been there longer than the current government has been which has been as long as anyone can remember Mm -hmm. or not remember but like as long as recorded history all of their history goes essentially that's a long time to be pirates you gotta be some pretty good pirates I think these people sound so great. I would love for Cyanite to say, I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. Forget all of that. We're never leaving because this is where it's happening. Like, oh, yeah. most of the time, you know, pirates in our world, they only really existed for like 400 years. The Okay, the pirates that we see in movies, yeah. Right. And in that time, they think of the culture they developed in just that time. Incredible. Pirate shanties, people with peg legs, parrots. Incredible. I don't know. 
I is that real? Rum, or is that just like Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, the rum's always gone, Luke. Why is there? Ah, oh, they came out. The, they made that movie. It's <laughs> think of all the incredible culture that these pirates have. You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I guess I'm just excited for these pirates. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Um, I'm I'm curious to see because I'm almost picturing like Vikings. Hmm. Yeah, I'm picturing more like traditional pirates, but okay. but the things I'm thinking of are much more much closer to fishermen than pirates, mm-hmm. because I don't think they have cannons or pistols or anything like that. Right, and so I imagine they're mostly fishermen, but they also raid ships because I I think their ships were described as small, like fishing vessels, but maybe I'm wrong. I know that they were very different from anything that Demaya or uh, Cyanite had seen before. Right, right, that's true. But yeah, I guess we didn't get a sense of if they have a giant pirate ship or not, oh, which I hope they do. I I imagine not because it's said in these in this section at least that people don't go out like people don't go out on boats very far. Right, because there's going to be a tsunami or something like that. Right. So they don't really need, like their competition is not very strong. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and they said that the, the traders don't really care that they get raided by pirates because it's not worth going out to get them. So they, they probably don't have too strong of defenses, but maybe being a pirate is super easy. (laughs) Like, in this world. like they just have an agreement with the captains. They show up. Oh, the pirates are here again. All right, come on. <laughs> what do you want? Just take it. So I think So I think in a lot of places that's what it is. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, I think that's probably or, true. Or, 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 or people pay. I don't think it's quite like that. It's more like they have an agreement. Like every six months we'll give them X amount of gold. Oh, right, whatever. right. It's like a racket kind of. But... There's some that don't do that, <laughs> and they get raided, but they don't really have... I mean, maybe they've built up defenses against them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think, we're, we'll both, I think we're both excited to hear more about the pirates. Yeah. The last thing that I have is... Okay, this world sounds like it would be awful to live in. I would mm-hmm. not want to live in this world. But I would love to take like a month vacation here. Ooh. So Luke and I have been to New Zealand, not to brag. But together. But New Zealand as a unit. As as a team. But New Zealand has a ton of volcanic activity. And so a, a ton of cool rock formations and the topography is incredible. This place sounds like that times 10, where yeah. there's giant volcano calderas that there's a whole city built into and cool like fault lines everywhere and incredible rock formations all over the place. I would love to take a trip just just for a little while to this place to see all the beautiful geology everywhere. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have a guide that tells you about how things are formed Mm. and you don't really commit that knowledge to memory, but it's nice to learn about it at the time. (laughs) Yeah. For the most part, you're just there to enjoy the scenery and just appreciate its face value, you know? Yeah. That sounds lovely. Maybe going one of these high roads. They always complain about the high roads, but there's always something to look at. There's a, there are obelisks floating in the sky. Are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> appreciate what you've got for once because there's probably going to be a Seriously. fifth season and then you're going to have nothing for a long time so and then you won't be able to see anything yeah yeah um okay we haven't you know maybe in the <laughs> we we haven't talked about the i forget what they're called the stone eaters or something yes like stone that. eaters i don't i don't really have anything on them but they're definitely but, there <laughs> totally there and I 
I feel like they're going to play a large part in the next section, maybe. The other thing is, this is not a standalone book. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to learn more about them. Yeah, I think Luke and I are both incredibly excited for pirate shenanigans to happen. We're excited to see what's going on with the Guardians and their whole deal with that pit that we found. Mm-hmm. Excited to see what these stone eaters get up to. What sh- what things that they, you know, sink their teeth into. Are they actually eating stone? We don't know. I I hope so. I think most of all, we're excited to throw out some more hot takes. And I keep dumb nerds. Yeah.